You want your business to succeed. Technology can get you there. Let's throw open the IT closet door and explore how technology is impacting your goals. Join us on Business Plus Tech Equals Success with your host, CEO of Sabino Comtech and industry unicorn, Nancy Sabino. Hello, hello there, my business successful people. Um, here I am coming with an, another episode of Business Plus Tech Equals Success. And today's episode is going to have to be one of my favorites, I am sure. Um, and I may be being a little biased, but I definitely feel like there is an importance to outsourcing IT. It's just my experience. Uh, again, I am putting the disclaimer out there that I know I am biased about this. Um, but I feel like outsourcing IT enables businesses in ways that are more valuable to businesses than what the cost is, especially when you partner with a company that aligns with your business vision. And that is on your side in order to get you to whatever success may mean for you and your business. So my guest today has brought you the unbiased approach to it today. Uh, so Jessica, I am so happy that you are here with me and that you agreed to do this interview to give us an unbiased view. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what we're talking about today. Thanks, Nancy. So my name is Jessica Folks, uh, Dr. Jessica Folks now. I'm actually um, a senior financial analyst for HP Inc, but I just completed my doctoral study uh, with the concentration business and uh, business administration with the concentration on finance. So my study was uh, conducted on strategies small business leaders implement for outsourcing IT solutions for business sustainability. So I actually did a study that involved outsourcing IT solutions. Ooh, and that, I have to say, I am incredibly lucky to know you, <laughs> uh, to have met you, and to uh, know that this is actually out there. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more about what the what went into this study. Um, tell us about how the study came about, and then how was it conducted? So... I started my doctoral path actually 11 years ago and I completed it this year. So when I got into the program, I was asked to choose a business topic, a business problem that I needed to study to find a solution in real time. Not really a solution, more of a, you know, a business problem that had to be evaluated. At the time, I was working for an IT consulting company that was looking into doing something different than what was standard in the market, which at the time it was uh, hourly IT solutions, hourly IT services for any kind of need that people had. And this company that I worked for was looking into doing flat fee. And I thought, you know, this is actually an interesting approach. What can what can people do in small businesses to implement this IT solution and become a sustainable business? So 
my focus then was on what are the decision processes that small business leaders take in order to make a decision on their outsourced IT solution and how does it sustain their business? Which is something that, and congratulations, by the way, on the doctor on getting your doctorate. Um, Thank you. I, I know that that must have been a journey and it's something that um, not many people accomplish. So for sure, rock that doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I always uh, tell my family, if I would have gone down that path, I would tell everybody to call me doctor. Like even my kids, I am doctor <laughs> mom to you now. <laughs> it certainly is something that, you know, you, you value as you earn it for sure. That's awesome. Um, so I, I think that it's a very interesting approach, um, the study that you have done, especially when it comes to how businesses make these decisions, especially in a time when I feel like businesses themselves are making the transitions on what kind of IT provider they work with um, and what are the actual benefits to them so I'm curious to see or to know what were the results that you were expecting? So conducting these types of studies, you know, I have to go in as an unbiased uh, person and with an open mind. So I could not have the bias that, you know, or any of the influence that the outside that I had, you know, I had worked in an IT company. I had been, ex uh, you know, been exposed to it and I, but I could not use any of the information, uh, any knowledge that I had from my job, my previous job before I went into this. So, you know, I had to make sure that my study was valid, it was reliable, it was based on past research that was conducted, past studies that people have published and added onto with the information that I've gathered. So, you know, as a scholar, I was able to hypothesize the outcome of my study, but I had to prove it with solid data. And what was your hypothesis? So my hypothesis then was that small businesses would be able to sustain further with a reliable outsourced IT solution. And what were the results? Were you proven right? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. So there were yes, there were there were different um, results to to the study. So most people that I've uh, interviewed and the participants, actually all of them were happy with their solution. All of them had had previous experiences in either having uh, an hourly solution or having a part-time person that was doing their work whenever they needed it which again was based on an hourly function. So when they decided to sustain and go further and become more um, standardized on what they were looking for, they went for an, a flat fee hourly solution and are all very happy. So to kind of backtrack a little, all of my participants, one of the, the requirements I had is that they had to be in business for at least five years. So a established business, they had to have less than 50 employees 
they had to have um, outsourced their IT solutions. So those were, and, and be in the Houston metro area. So those were my requirements for the participants in the study and to give me a good pool of people to interview. That's, that's really relieving for me to hear. No, <laughs> I'm gonna take a moment and celebrate that uh, <laughs> news right now. <laughs> um, no, I, I, um, I was expecting that result uh, just because of my own experience and what I've seen, but I'm glad to know that an unbiased opinion or an unbiased study, sorry, not opinion anymore, um, had, agrees with that. So I want to kind of dig into the business types a little further, um, especially since you said that um, the participants were in the Houston metro area. So uh, just kind of going off of that knowledge and Houston is, you know, not too different than other major cities, I would say. Um, so would do you think the same results would come out of other cities like Houston? So yes. So when I conducted a study, I had to create a sample size that was enough to saturate the market is what we call it in the, the scholarly world. So I had to create, I had to pick enough samples, enough people to participate and get enough of the similar or same answers to say, yes, okay, I'm getting the same answers over and over. This is a saturation of the sample for this area, which Houston being a large metro area, it reflects to other metro areas, you know, throughout the country. Of course, people, can conduct uh, the same and similar type of research in other parts of the country and other parts of, in other cities. But the concept is that it's saturated in a large metro area, it should saturate in others as well. And when you, because um, I know that your participants were a certain size business and established and so on and so forth. So do you think that that would also apply to larger businesses or are there some changes when it comes to that? So for larger businesses, I have found in previous businesses over 50 people usually have enough overhead to hire a person on staff. So it would change in regards to outsourcing. At that point, the companies are established. Uh, they have a, a large, you know, larger budget, larger frame they're able to, to do more and they're able to hire either a person or have an entire, entire department for people to maintain their, their IT departments or their IT solutions at that point. So I mainly, that's why I focused and reduced my sample size to 50 employees or less because that was really, I, I guess, the, the, the sweet spot when it comes to outsourcing IT. And that, that's interesting because that's um, what I have found as well. But there is a, a shift when it comes to the IT within the IT industry where more IT companies that manage small businesses are also now starting to co-manage larger companies as well. So I wonder if that is a future study for you. <laughs> that would definitely be an option. <laughs> Um, so what are some of the things that surprised you the most? 
Surprises. Okay, so one of the biggest surprises, so I am a financial analyst, so I look at, at numbers and the financial aspect of everything, and that's why my concentration is finance. So the thing that surprised me the most is that after looking at the study and looking back at my experience and what I've done, it surprised me that although IT and outsourcing IT was was one of the number one things that these the, the participants needed in order for their business to be successful, they, they needed their IT solutions to work that the financial part of it though it wasn't I, I outsourcing IT wasn't top of their budget so it wasn't one of the number one things that they looked at except for one participant I'm sorry I take that back one participant said oh yes IT is like my number one thing that I look at I cannot work I cannot function without my IT solution being on par everyone else you know said the same thing but they didn't budget for it. You know, I mean, they budget for it, but it wasn't like their number one budget item. Hmm. But that was one of my biggest surprises. That's interesting. Um, and I, I think that just from my point of view, I think that that may be um, lack of um, industry uh, experience or knowledge in the sense of no, and it's something that I say within the show a lot. Nobody thinks about IT until something is broken. Right. And then all of a sudden there is a panic or I will pay whatever it takes to get it fixed. And instead of it being thought of in the in the opposite way, where if it's budgeted and if funds are allocated, then your results should be expected um and i think that that's just the shift that comes along with how the it industry has um i guess shifted as well in terms of when you're going from hourly to a flat fee with hourly there's no way to budget you can budget but no matter what there's going to be surprises and with the flat fee, that's something that you can budget and that it's predictable every month. Yeah. I mean, my my opinion on that is that, you know, IT outsourced IT, the flat fee is a proactive solution, whereas hourly is a reactive solution. Yeah, for sure. And when it comes to reactive and budgeting, that, that kind of doesn't <laughs> go well together. No, and that's and that's you know all of the participants said that you know they they like the proactive solution they like having everything working and all this, but it wasn't their number one concern when it came to budgeting, except for one participant. That is surprising. Um, I that is very surprising to me as well. Just because if it's something that is so dire and needed to func for your business to function. Why is it not on the top of that list? Exactly. Wow. Um, that That's something that I'm a little baffled at the moment. Uh, so business owners out there, if you need technology to run your business, let's think about technology on a financial standpoint. Let's think about budgeting. Um, let's think about allocating the right amount of funds so that your company can continue to operate. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I think we've, we've talked about, or we've touched on the types of businesses when it comes to size that benefited the most. Was there any kind of industry or, um, business type, any, any kind of vertical that you saw within this study that benefited the most more than others, or was it pretty even level? It was pretty even level. I mean, the participants were all of different types of businesses, different, you know, it wasn't one and the same all across. So, but it was a good, good sample size of anything that, you know, that, that could come up in the Houston area per se. So it's, it wasn't, it was pretty even level in regards to types of businesses. I think anybody that's in a business less than 50 employees, you know, if you're using technology, outsourcing is, is the way to, to go. And who doesn't use technology in their business anymore? True, true. And uh, when we talk about the types of businesses, knowing that 50 employees and less and thinking about startups um, or businesses, and I guess you didn't include startups in this, but businesses that are, you know, one, two, three people, would you say that it's still as equally as important and valuable? So in regards to startups, and I, the reason I did not include startups or I, I used five years or more is because I wanted to have a an established business. So part of my study is, you know, small businesses that are established less than five years, they have the highest failure rates. So more than half of small businesses fail within five years of their startup. But in the same breath, having conducted a study and going through it, it is still very advised to small businesses, small anybody that's starting a small business to look at your IT solution, to look at what it is you're going to do because in the, this day and age, you cannot function without having established IT and with your, with your computers working at a server, you know, you have to have something that's working. So even though you're starting out, you really should look at and budget for having a work in IT solution and outsourcing. Yeah, I would even dare say that, you know, it can help drastically when it comes to efficiency and productivity, especially when you are a startup, because there's going to be so many things that software could be put in place to uh, do for you. Automation could be added. Um, and so you could go further, uh, especially as a startup, with the right technology put in place. It definitely adds to the sustainability of the business to have the right technology in place, that's for sure. Um, so were there any similarities in the mind frame for the businesses that you interviewed? Yes, there was. The conclusive answers for all of them were that, yes, we wanted we want fast access to IT. We want when something is broken, we want somebody right then and there, to, you know, to be able to come and fix it. They want a reliable service. They wanted a cost effective solution. They wanted expert knowledge. and for of someone to come in and fix their infrastructure and you know they wanted their IT solution to be stable that was the consensus of all the people that are interviewed that, that is what they were looking for 
Wow. Um, I mean, and that's that all makes sense because you need <laughs> IT to to function. So if you are generating, you know, five thousand dollars a day, let's say, and you don't have uh, the right equipment and so you're losing or the right IT support or the right strategy in place, you could be losing some of that $5,000, let's say. Um, And I'm not a numbers person. (laughs) I'll leave the numbers to you. So I'm going to stop right here with my my numbers. But uh, ultimately speaking, if the right things aren't put in place and that means that the business could be losing uh, money as opposed to making more money. Absolutely. That is absolutely correct. Um, so I, I have a few more questions for you and I'm trying to uh, make sure that I ask all of the right questions, <laughs> especially for the the folks that are listening, because most folks that are listening are going to be business owners right in that sweet spot. And so I want, I want the audience to be able to gain the most out of hearing this besides me being um, vindicated or (laughs) Um, um, anyway. So what were some of the pains did you see a consensus with pains that brought people to the outsourced to the flat fee versus the hourly or just to outsource it in general yeah so you know i mentioned a couple of them earlier one of the main issues were people would use a hourly uh, solution and then would have to sit there if a problem came up and have to sit there and think is this problem important enough for me to spend money on to have someone come in and fix it? Or can I sit there and deal with it? Or can I try to fix it myself? Or, you know, am I going, is this going to take a long time? Is this going to cost me a lot of money for this person to come and fix it? So those are things that were in the back of people's minds when they were looking at their hourly solution they had at the time. The other one was if they had a part-time person come in that had a full-time job somewhere else, They could go days without this person having um, the time to come in and fix their problem. And, you know, what business can function for days without their IT solution being uh, being available? So those were some of the biggest pain points that people had was something that that's um, that was something other than a, a flat fee outsourced solution. That's very interesting because. um I, I don't know if you know this, but when we f- first started our business, uh, we started off as a break, what we call break-fix company, which is the hourly. Mm-hmm. And we completely redid our business model uh, about four years ago to move over to the um, flat fee type of uh, model. And the reason... Why? we Because it stressed us out just as much as it stressed out the customer to literally sit there and, and, you know, be pointing at your, at your watch or continuously looking at your watch. Like, how long is this going to take? And 
it always took longer just because there was so much cleanup that had to be done before we could even get to the problem. Um, so it's something that we always felt the, um, the pressure of to try and cut costs as much as possible. And so it was something that stressed us out just as much as the client. Yeah. And apparently the clients had waited all this time and been dealing with issues before they even contacted the IT company for help because they didn't want to spend the money or yeah. did not know how much time and, and how much it would cost them to do this. You yeah. know, it wasn't it wasn't in the budget at that time, for example, you know. It wasn't something it wasn't a known cost, it was an unknown cost. Yeah, exactly. And we would always walk into a, a few scenarios where um either the the owner in trying not to call for help because of the hourly rate, uh, they would they would try and fix it themselves and then would further break it. <laughs> right, right. I've I've gotten that too in my interviews with the participants. One person was talking about she she would spend hours on the phone with I I don't know some sort of tech support to try to fix it herself. Yeah, and that is so much time. And then the other aspect that a lot of business owners don't think about or don't realize is that their employees would then try and do the same thing without letting them know. Um, and so there's, I always talk to people um, that are like, oh, but we're fine. We're fine. We rarely have any problems. And then when you talk to the employees, the employees are like, I have this scroll of issues that I've been dealing with, or I've just been dealing with in the, and like trying to, not deal with it so and I found, right, and i'm sorry and i found in, in, in my interview process that that was one of the the pain points that the owners or leaders had that their employees were not able to reach out to it themselves to to get their issues fixed they always had to go through upper management to get approval and all this other stuff with an hourly solution because it costs money so mm -hmm employees kind of were deterred to do that and were actually pushed down by management to say no or the owners even to say no you, you can't just reach out and do that so when it comes to outsource flat fee solution the owners and the leaders of the different businesses were happy that every employee has immediate access to reach out to the it company to help them in you know phone chat you know, submitting a ticket and it really, it provided a better work structure and a, and a happier work environment for everybody in the, in the company. Yeah. That's one thing that we've seen too is the, and, and this isn't a direct financial benefit, but it's a benefit all around and indirect financially speaking, when your employees can reach out to somebody, it, it affects morale so much because now exactly. they don't, they don't have to like bang their head on the desk or want to throw the computer out the window. They can just get it fixed. <laughs> right. And a couple of participants actually touched on that, that, you know, when systems were down and people couldn't reach out to it, the morale just, just, tanked in their company and people were just not happy 
or you know, in another business that they'd have to go through this chain of talking to people. It's like, hey, I have this issue. Can I get this fixed? Because I can't do that. And they had to go, you know, from one person to one person to go to the next person. And then, you know, a couple hours later, nothing has happened. They have to go through the same chain to get the same result. And people were just getting annoyed with the entire process. Oh, yes. And then the call reaches us and or the IT company at, at some point in time. And then the frustration is felt on the other side. <laughs> I can I can understand that. <laughs> um, that so we've gathered and your results have said that outsourcing is worth it. Yes. Were there some variables to that worth? Uh, the only, you know, variance really is that when when the companies, you know, one participant to growing and becoming bigger, and at that point, you know, outsourcing IT, they were looking at is it really worth it at that point to outsource IT, or is it financially more feasible for them to hire someone? Which, you know, in all in all sense of it, if a business is growing to that level and they're able, they're that successful to be able to to close that gap and hire someone and have, you know, their IT in-house, you know, kudos to them. You know, who, would, who wouldn't want to wish a small business to, to get to that level? But that was really the only, only you know, variance I found in, in the study. Hmm. I have my own opinion on that. My, <laughs> 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 um, and... Again, I, I am 100% honest when I say that I my view is very biased because I do own an outsourced IT company, disclaimer. But my, my opinion on that is that when you have only one person in charge of your IT, it is very limiting um, because you have to depend or rely on that one person's time you have to depend and rely on that one person's knowledge and expertise. So instead of having a team for the cost of a single person or something along those lines, uh, you, in my mind, and it is my opinion, that you sometimes end up with the short end of the stick. <laughs> and, it, you know, that's very true. And the participants have expressed, you know, things they like one of their number one things was they like that they have all these different people with all this different knowledge and the expertise to come and fix their solution and you're absolutely right you just have one person even two people they don't know everything they don't know everything that's going on in in the it infrastructure it would be great if one person knew everything but that's not how it works and you know of course the timing structure the timing feasibility of everything but you know a, on the other hand, it's something that they have to look at and see what their value is in that when they get to that point, when a business gets to that point. If they're big enough to hire multiple people, you know, good for them. But mm. in that, you know, until then, you know, you're absolutely right. Having the expertise is, is was one thing that I found that all participants really, you know, are happy with because it created stability in their business. Yeah. That's true. And and on that note, I, I feel like, you know, there is a size where having your own team makes a difference. And a lot of that, in, in my mind, um, depends on 
what all you have going on within the business. So if you have your own software that needs constant development and things like that, you're going to want a software person. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm talking about a an IT department you know, three people, software, you're going to need someone for desktop support, and then you're going to need someone for your network. Mm. Um, so if you can afford all of that, then having it in-house is going to be a lot more beneficial than outsourcing at that point. Right. You know, then you have to look at how many devices do they have? How big is their their network? How, how many employees do they have? You know, they have to do, they have to weigh their own options on that you know what is it is it financially and you know knowledge wise is it feasible is it more feasible for them to have it in-house or outsource it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why i'm now i'm wondering um what that would look like for companies that are co-managing uh and we do co-manage so what that sometimes looks like is a mixture of both where they have in-house techs, but then they also have an outsource company that does the, um, the menial things, um, the, the monitoring of the machines and, and that kind of thing. So I, I would be an interesting variable to add. Right. Um, so the type of service, mattered. Um, Was there any kind of definition to the service, like the flat fee, was that spelled out in any way? Um, And or was there any kind of um, major differences with the hourly versus flat fee? Was anyone mixing the two? No, it was definitely, it, it definitely all the participants had an experience in the past where it was either hourly or had a part-time person or whatever, and it wasn't worth it to them. It just, they had looked at it and had gone through all the pain points. And I've heard horror stories of some of the things that they had gone through. And when they found a solution that was flat fee and provided them all of the, the stability that they needed and the knowledge, then that's where they were happy with. The flat fee solution, the flat fee outsource solution is what provided them the the stability and the success in their business and for their sustainability. Um, so I have a couple more questions. Okay. When it comes to the financial aspect of it, did you get any kind of uh, what return on investment was or uh, like an average? I did not calculate a return on investment or an average on that, but I did ask businesses, you know, how how did their budgeting reflect or was it more cost effective for them and how did they determine this? And, and they said that it was... And almost immediately more cost effective to do the outsource IT solution than it was an hourly service because within months they were able to get their 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 IT solution stabilized. They were able to get the support they needed. They had the the expertise from the company they were using versus an hourly where if something broke, it cost them, you know, upwards of thousands of dollars to get it done. 
And that was an immediate hit to their business and an immediate hit to their budget that they didn't have. So return on investment, although I did not calculate it, it, it was for most of the participants within the first couple of months of having an outsourced solution that was flat fee. That's really funny that you say uh, within a couple of months, because for us, we we have always talked about like our onboarding, we require at least three months of um, implementing the changes that we need to implement in order to get the, uh, like you said, to get that stability in place. And that's typically when we start to see a difference uh, within the business itself. Uh, mm-hmm. their capacity, uh, their efficiency, that kind of thing. So th- that's funny that it's it coincides with what you are saying uh, within a couple of months. Right. It's spot on. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have the published literature to back it up. Yes. <laughs> um, I do have to give another disclaimer. Sabino CompTech, which is my firm, listeners know, did not pay for this study. <laughs> this was an no. independent study. <laughs> no one got paid for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so any advice for businesses? Um, so how about the advice from the participants? The participants all agreed that when you're looking for an outsourced IT solution, you need to look for a reliable service, a cost-effective service. You need to make sure you're dealing with experts and look for someone that puts the stability of your business as the number one um, portion to to get you forward. And then my personal advice, you know, like we already touched base and uh, touched on earlier, is you know, make sure that if you're even a start out company or you're planning on starting your own business, you should definitely look into outsourcing IT in order to to get this stability from the get go and to become a sustainable business don't don't become one of the statistics of a failed business within the first five years oh you know what that sounds like to me what (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like business plus tech equals success (laughs) yes absolutely i had to do it that's my (laughs) my shameful um shameful input there (laughs) for the podcast (laughs) Well, thank you, Jessica, so much for joining me, Dr. Jessica. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) For joining me and talking to me about this study. I am so glad that I was able to stumble upon it and bring this to business folks just so that, you know, kind of back up my biased opinion (laughs) with an unbiased one. Um, And I'm... You know, I'm, I am grateful that the results have shown this because it's something that I truly believe in. And it's something that just because of my life experience, my work experience has brought me to this opinion. But to know that there is someone out there that has actually put the work into the study and has seen these same results, it just makes me feel good all around knowing that, you know, outsourcing IT is something that is valuable and it is something that businesses need in order to succeed. So thank you very much for that. Um, 
can folks get this uh, study? They can actually find it on Google Scholar. I made sure it was published to where people could download it off of Google Scholar. So scholar.google.com. And then they can um, do the search for it. They either by my name, Jessica Folks, or by the title of the study, which is Strategies Small Business Leaders Implement for Outsource IT Solutions for Business Sustainability. There you go. And if anyone has any questions for you, are they able to contact you about it or? Sure, sure. Let me give you my personal email address and it's jessica.folks, F-O-L-K-E-S, at gmail.com. If you have problems downloading it off of Google Scholar or any other questions, please go ahead and shoot me an email. I'll be glad to share. Awesome. And I will make sure to add that to the um, episode notes so that people can have that as well. Um, and last and final thing, what is next for you? Right now, I'm taking a little break from doing any kind of studies and writing, <laughs> and it's been a long process. So after I'm done with that, I'll you know, have a few things that I might be looking into, just like the what you just brought up about uh, going forward and having uh, co-managing with other businesses. So it's something to think about. Awesome. Um, well, again, thank you very much. And I'll have um, all of this in the episode notes, people, just in case you want to read that study for yourself. Um, it is very insightful, I feel. And um, so we'll see you next time. Thank you for spending this time with me and my guest. I hope you were able to get some juicy, helpful tips or some nuggets that got you thinking. If you want to connect in between episodes, visit my website, nancysabino.com. Follow me at Nancy Sabino S-E-T on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Nancy Sabino on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. See you next time.